Our first reading is from the 23rd chapter of Leviticus. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blasts of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now on the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be for you a time of holy convocation, and you shall afflict yourselves and present a food offering to the Lord. And you shall not do any work on that very day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whoever is not afflicted on that very day shall be cut off from his people, and whoever does any work on that very day That person I will destroy from among his people. You shall not do any work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict yourselves. On the ninth day of the month, beginning at evening, from evening to evening shall you keep your Sabbath. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, And for seven days is the feast of booths to the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. For seven days you shall present food offerings to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not do any ordinary work. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as times of holy convocation, for presenting to the Lord food offerings, burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each on its proper day, besides the Lord's Sabbaths, and besides your gifts, and besides all your vow offerings, and besides all your free will offerings, which you give to the Lord. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, When you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day shall be a solemn rest. And you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths. that Your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Thus Moses declared to the people of Israel the appointed feasts of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the 12th chapter of Luke. Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table. He will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third, 
and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant, who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act according to his will, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know, and did what deserved a beating, will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. From him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. This is the word of the Lord. We continue our recitation of the catechism with baptism. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. portion of our catechism tonight said that baptism works wonderful things for us. Forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, gives eternal salvation. And it ends it this way. Just as the words and promises of God declare. And that's always where we rest our hope or anything that we believe in. It's based on what God has said in his word, no matter how amazing or fantastic it sounds. He doesn't lie to us. And this is what he said also in this portion on baptism. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Those are wonderful promises for us, that anyone who believes in Christ is going to be saved. That's a a wonderful gift. And throughout the scriptures, we're continually told these wonderful promises from God that he makes in his word and that he, he keeps all the time for us. In our Old Testament reading for tonight, we heard about some of the different feasts and festivals that the Jews had. 
One of them was called the Feast of Booths. And if you've ever been at a a mall and you see the little kiosks, they're booths, basically. The Jews were told every year for one whole week to go outside and live in a booth. It's basically a glorified tent. Didn't matter if they had a house, didn't matter if they lived in a palace. Once a year, every year, for one whole week, they went outside and they lived in these booths, these tents. Why? To be reminded what God's word promised them. Way back in the Exodus, God promised them that after 40 years, they would enter the promised land. That was his word. That was the promise, as we said in baptism tonight. A promise that God declared, and he kept it. This is what God said in Leviticus. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths. Your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. For 40 years, God kept his promise to his people. And in living in these tents once a year, it just reminded them that when God promises something in his word, he holds true to it. He really does deliver. And this is also what Jesus was talking about tonight with the second coming. He tells his followers to be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And a lot of times when we hear these passages on the second coming of Christ, it sounds terrifying. Like we have to be ready every second of every day for if he comes and finds us, I don't know, speeding down the highway, we're going to go to hell or something. That's not what he's talking very opposite. This should be a wonderful promise to you. That your Lord Jesus Christ is not going to leave you in a sinful fallen world. He'll come back for you. This is a wonderful promise that God is not going to leave those Christians who have died just in the grave, buried in dirt forever. No. He's promised a resurrection from the dead. That's what his word has said. And God will always deliver on what he said in his word. And for all of that, we give great thanks because there's very few people in this world who ever keep whatever they say fully, whatever they say in their word. But God does. Whatever he has said, he will do. It's just what he does. Amen. And now may the peace of our Lord, which surpasses our understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.